everyone and welcome back to a very special episode because today is the recap of season five of my hero academia it's been a long time coming but we are so happy to be through this season i guess sad at the same time but so awesome to finally see a conclusion to what is another season as always my name is andrew nimsgren and alongside me i'll have james graham and dylan beale to break down everything that happened in this episode talk a little bit about the season and even what's coming up next but guys I know it's sad, but how did you guys feel about this last episode of the season? It was great. I cried before, during, and after, and I'll cry in the middle of this. It was good. So good. Yeah, I don't know if it was I don't know if it was like tearjerker worthy, but like it was a it was a good episode. I was I was a little worried there for a minute because we were getting some flashbacks, but then they, they subsided. So I was happy about that. Yeah, like I still less go on. I was gonna say still less flashbacks than like during the first arc of the season. Yeah, no, 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 significantly less, and that's what I was worried about. I was like, we're we're going down that rabbit hole again, and thankfully it never happened. Well, this made me just realize how much I just miss class when I hanging out though. Like them just kind of doing the little training exercises, the hot pot, like all those interactions. Like I did not realize how much I missed those in my life until this episode came out, and this is just one of those feel good episodes that you'll never be able to get enough of. But before we do talk about the full recap. If you guys are looking for other more My Hero Academia content or you do enjoy this, make sure to go over to youtube.com slash class1a and check out all the other My Hero Academia content that we do, including manga recaps, theory videos, and so much more. And you can also check out twitter.com slash class1a pod to stay up to date on everything that we're doing. Next week's episode is going to be the season five kind of look back, doing award show and all that, but it's also going to be a very special one. We're going to wait a little bit for that announcement, but make sure to check out Twitter for that as it will be a really fun, cool opportunity for that. So make sure to go over there and follow both those channels. But with that, let's jump right into the recap and not waste too much time with season five, episode 25, the high deep blue sky. It starts off with Hawk still at the paranormal liberation meeting after Shigarak named the new organization, named his lieutenants. And Hawks is still trying to get as much information as possible, meeting people around there. And we do actually see that Hawks delivered a body to Dobby, which was best genus. Shigaraki is talking to the doctor about his new desires pretty much. And we get filled in on what's next for him. Basically for the next four months, he's going to be in a coma. They kind of used a butterfly example for the next four months. He's going to go through extreme pain. But on the other side of that, he's going to be reborn into an incredibly evil butterfly pretty much. But he's going to be much more powerful. And he is going to have one for all as the main quirk and then obviously other quirks alongside of that. And we also do just get a quick mention here that the doctor that is working with Shigaraki actually came up with Kirk's and Galeria's theory, which is doesn't really add much to it, but it's cool. Just a really cool depth added to the overall concept. But after that, we do go back to class 1A and UA showing off all of the new things that they have learned at their work studies, including new Super Bowl moves and kind of team up moves were all super fun and exciting. Couple of great moments here between the students, including Kirishima Mina, Deku, and Uraraka, and just overall the class chilling has all been super great to see here. Um, Mike and Aizawa are just kind of laying around as they are just now getting back in current time from their meeting with uh, Obero, kind of getting back and recovering from that, and pretty much talking about what they're going to do to the creators of Nomu. When suddenly Eerie's horn starts to act up, and Aizawa has to go and deal with that. Um, Deku, Obako, and All Might have one of their trio meetings. And this is probably one of the best to date, in my opinion. Um, Deku gets a notebook from All Might of all the previous Quark holders. We learn a little bit more about kind of one for all, about previous holders. Not too much. They're kind of holding that back. But we do get to learn a little bit more about the actual back whip holder. And pretty much we also do get an idea that the next Quirk that Deku is going to learn is Float, which is Nanashimuro's um, All Might's previous mentor's old Quirk. 
um, all of class one after that had made hot pot together, talking about their last semester, the idea of being second years and overall just having a great time talking about finals. Just kind of one of those moments that you love to see from class one a um, outside Aizawa goes outside to kind of hype up all might saying that just by being around and being alive is what he needs to make a huge difference in the lives around him and that he doesn't have to always be doing everything because he's been saving the world pretty much for decades. So now just being around is going to be enough. Um, and then the episode kind of wraps up with Hawks is at the paranormal liberation kind of base again, chatting with the old league of villain members, trying to get as much information as possible with the key word being hospital. And to finish up the actual episode after the previews, I mean, we do get to see the previews for kind of season six, which is going to be all of the work studying students um, being called in for an expeditionary operation where they are going to evacuate an entire city they're all kind of standing over that and making mention of League of Villains, clearly setting up a confrontation in season six. So we will talk about that preview for next season later on, but let's go back and talk about everything that's happened this episode. I think a couple of the biggest points wherever you kind of want to start Dylan or James is kind of Shigaraki pretty much being confirmed the next all for one, which you kind of saw going already, just a whole paranormal liberation arc or just class one A chilling, wherever you guys kind of want to go and talk about first. Yeah, I want to talk about Quirk Singularity and how it leads into Shigaraki here, um, because now we have all the pieces. We have all the pieces out here. And as our as our resident lore, deep lore expert, I will give the crash course in it just to catch anyone up who might be out of the loop here. So essentially, Quirk Singularity is was like kind of first introduced, I think, super, super early in the series. But we really saw it whenever Bakugo and co were getting their hero license. They were in like the remedial classes or whatever for it. And they saw the kids. And the kids with all their quirks were like kind of crazy and wild. And then there was a small comment there that, yeah, you know, as generations are going on, the quirks are getting like deeper and more complex. And if you kind of run that to its course, eventually they're going to be so weird and complex that like the human body can't handle them anymore. And that's what like the doctor was explaining here is going to be happening. The same person that they talked about that the theory was brought up for during that season was just referencing this doctor here. And so I think that's like kind of what they're going to do with Shigaraki here is they're going to give him more power, but like the human body can't handle that. So they need to like reinforce his body for these powers. So pretty much kind of what they do with the Nomu feels like that. Nomu are, I mean, people normally aren't able to take in multiple quirks. So they reinforce their bodies, turn them into a monster and give it. So they're basically turning Shigaraki into a Nomu is kind of what I'm hearing. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Um, so he is going to be pretty, pretty scary if you can just think like those two words together, like no moon Shigaraki, like that's, that's horrifying to think about. Yeah. Especially after seeing we... what he just did oh. too in this arc though, is he's already terrifying. So him being forced with a Nomu Aikiri is just going to be even more terrifying. Sorry, James, you continue on. No, no, I was just going to say that we haven't seen, like, I mean, they're like, we don't really know like what that means as far as like what will happen to Shigaraki like physically. Like, I don't know, maybe like we got the butterfly scene, so maybe he will look up like a butterfly. But we've seen that Nomu cannot be like the big like drone things too. Like we had High End and we have Karagiri. Like, I mean, there are there those are like variant Nomus too. So we don't really know like what this means for Shigaraki. Is he gonna be this this monster? Is he gonna be himself? Is he gonna have is he gonna be, you know, looking like Choji from Naruto? Like, I mean, what's gonna happen? So the one thing that um going back on just like the quirk singularity stuff i think i think this is like the end game this is end game for my hero because like it doesn't like if you kill like shigaraki and you kill the doctor this is still like a threat that's going to happen right it's just like the natural course of humans um and when you were all talking i just like made me think about a thing right here here's the end of my hero right what if 
they use the Nomu technology and put it into humans. But like, like in a not scary in a not scary way. Like what if they like just reinforce people's bodies going forward, but like not in a horrifying zombie like way? How would that work? Would you have to do it for like every newborn? Yeah, like millions. or would you CRISPR. like they they use CRISPR, they put they put Nomu DNA in people. CRISPR? I don't know if that's a thing. Yeah, it's like the genes, uh, the gene technology that they have now, uh, where you can alter genes. Um, yeah, th- this is this is real current technology. We're we're science podcast now. Uh, CRISPR can like alter genes, and so like this was like back in the day where we're like, oh yeah, like you can change your newborn's hair color from like blonde to black or whatever. But think about that, but with other genes uh, of the human body, so you can make them like Nomu or something to reinforce their bodies. But like okay. like I said, not in a scary zombie way, but like in a oh we we're all superhumans kind of way. I mean, I think, sure, whatever. I mean, I think saying no moves and putting into every single person in the world is just automatically terrifying, especially after people know what no moves are in this series. But sure, we could think of it in five decades from now after Deku's the number one and he convinces everyone, why not? But I think what's even more interesting, Quirk Singularity, is Deku's finally going to have the adversary here. I mean, I think it's been setting up that Shigaraki is going to be it and up until the villain academia arc, no one gave a shit about Shigaraki. He had a couple of cool moments. No one thought he was a real threat. Everyone thought he was just a whining little kid. And now he has an army under him. He's clearly matured. And now he's going to instantly, within four, in four months, become more powerful than Deku. I mean, Easily. if he gets one for all's power, he's going to be stronger than Deku. And Deku is going to be underneath him for the first time in the entire show, which is super exciting to see. And I do like that power dynamic. I think, obviously, four months is a long time. We... Look like we have a time skip. We don't know exactly how much time kind of passed here towards the end, but they kind of made it seem it's spring now, and they're talking about it being cold during the hot pot, so clearly some time has passed, so maybe Deku already kind of leveled up somewhere there. I think that'll be interesting to see in season six, because we know Deku's learning more quirks, so maybe he learned one or two during a time jump, but nonetheless, Deku's not going to be able to keep up, and it's going to be super interesting to see that fight now. He's right, in, I mean, eight episodes ago, we thought Deku would have just beat the shit out of Shigaraki. And now it's going to be different, which is exciting to see. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I just really like the way that Horikoshi writes. Cause like everything he does is in parallels with each other. Like uh, he's, you know, you have all might and, and, and one for, or all for one. And then you have like a, a Deku and Shigaraki, right? Like it's always the parallels. It's always like the old generation and the new generation, like uh, with two heroes, like we got like something very similar to that. Like there's always like a old generation passing it down to the new one. And that's like been like the big theme, I would say, like here so far, like going into this, like with all the seasons, like keep it just keeps coming up over and over. I think it's a really cool like conclusion to like, oh, this is going to be like the ultimate fight, right? It's like one for all and all for one are still fighting, but it's just like a new generation now. Yeah, it's very much like a like I don't like not like a puppet master thing, but like I mean, it's it's very like continuing the lineage, right? And I think that's that's definitely super cool. It's 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 nice. It's a nice theme to have um but i kind of want to talk about like deku like leveling up like i mean do we think do we think floats gonna play that big of a factor into a very like jacked up shigaraki dude i mean deku's superman at that point he has super strength and now he can fly anywhere he wants i mean i guess we don't know the limitations of float he's 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 don't call him superman he's missing some key components dude let's not let's not go down that rabbit hole he's missing him right now he's i mean he's, at this point he's saying my boy's gonna get frost proof? breath and like in like heat vision and shit yeah we don't oh I mean, there is he six could, more quirks like what are you what are you talking about why are you saying like it ain't possible and horikoshi admits know. he loves american superheroes too 
So there's a possibility yeah. that Deku is just going to turn into Superman. He also loves Terminator. I don't know if you guys picked that up, but then like they they made a Judgment Day reference, they made a Skynet reference. Like those were well, great. I, that entire fight <laughs> scene, just all every single comment the robots say, every single one of them hit. We don't have to talk about it too much, but every joke they made hit, and I loved that. Yeah, it it was really good. But we like we know Horikoshi is a Westaboo for sure. Like he is. West like Taboo? he yeah, he loves Star Wars. He loves comic books. Like he's just super yeah. into all that. Like he likes old action movies. But I, I mean, float is like perfect against Shigaraki. What are you talking about, James? It, he he floats above above the stuff that he touches. That's the whole it's point like, of it. It's not gonna matter if Shigaraki. Yes, it will. He's gonna get butterfly wings, dude. He's gonna be like this dead. He's gonna be like. You this don't weird know that. That's a thing. metaphor. I'm he's just, not I'm going into out. an actual coma. Well, he's okay, getting... okay. First of all, you don't know for sure he's not gonna get butterfly wings. <laughs> exactly, dude. Exactly. Oh I'm I'm God. I'm the I'm the for the butterfly. So we go from like all for one that actually looks terrifying to fucking Shigaraki having butterfly wings. Yeah, but he's like he's like he's not but he's not like a butterfree looking dude. Like he's like a <laughs> venomoth. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I don't know. Sure. Yeah, that that yeah, makes it mean. much much better. I'm sure. Um, yeah. But I guess we can kind of move towards actual class one A's kind of level up. Shigaraki's obviously leveling up. Deku's will have to kind of see during the off season. But it was also super awesome to see everyone pretty much with class when they got a little second to shine there. Rather, it's in a team up with a couple other students learning more about the work study they do. And it's just cool to see. I mean, Acid Man from Mina, even how um, Hagakuri and Aoyama are working together. It's just cool to see the students kind of seeming more powerful and actually working in groups. So I don't think there's anything super interesting there, but clearly it was just kind of a showing that like, hey, they're gotten stronger. And now if there's a time jump, they'll continue to get stronger and that. Time has elapsed since the last time they fought, so we can actually expect them to be kind of relevant now. When a couple of weeks ago, we would have thought Ayama and Agakure were useless. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Like for for that scene though, we've seen that already though during the movie, right? Like yes. the movie with the fight against Nine. Like I, well, I don't know. I I thought it was I thought it was cool that they got like new moves or whatever but it was basically like all right here's some old moves here's acid man which is actually cool and then everyone else is like uh our superpowers we learned how to work together yeah, I yeah, how to yeah. learned how to throw more balls yeah. yeah well that's just it like it was in like just even referencing like like two heroes like their power-ups and two heroes were like insane in comparison to this like using ayayama as the blueprint so in this scene he got like his like his naval like what would you call it like naval saber or something like that yeah which is basically him a sword in the movie he shot lasers from everywhere and he was just like a force to be reckoned with right so i'm like 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 why you gotta do man dirty man like he's he, like we know he his potential and they're just like no you know what Movies we don't are kind of canon but we don't know really, when like, it's in the timeline though i mean that could be in the three months I mean, the movies aren't fully canon anyways. They're not managed by Horikoshi, so take that with a grain of salt. But in the actual timeline, like, there is a couple-month time skip. Well, couldn't it just happen then? So, like, couldn't this all still be before that? So, it doesn't so mean it it's actually, not possible. No, they, so they, they it do. takes place. Yeah, yeah it, they, it takes place between um, the, the fall of Deka and now, I guess, because Shigaraki in that, at the very end, has white hair. So, we know it takes place somewhere in there. So, like it kind of fits with this theme. Like, like it, it fits like right now where we're at, basically. True. He did look different oh. there. So, oh yeah. So yeah. all I'm saying is that there's still time for him. Doesn't mean we won't ever see that move again. So let's, I mean, they're still working on it. I mean, I mean, Deku barely learned how to use an air blast at that point. So I think um, we have plenty of time to kind of see the students uh, learn to work up more. But 
I think seeing class one A was great. It's just something I really want to encourage. This is one of the best feel good episodes I think we've had. I mean, I think every box go line hit, even that hot pot scene, the couple little jokes there. I think maybe it's because we were so harsh with the uh, villain academia for the last couple of weeks, but it felt like the writing for all the jokes were better this episode. And it was one of the, I don't think I've ever had like a hundred percent laugh rate at all the little jokes, but this episode did it for me. And I'm really excited for that because I think the ability to go back and forth between the two and it feels pretty seamless and the jokes are still hitting even in the same episode where we learned Shigaraki is going to be all for one is such good writing and makes an even more suspenseful fighting season make me still believe that I'm still going to be laughing next season. There's still going to be those great moments in class 1A, even in the evacuation, any kind of fight and all that. So it was fantastic writing. Yeah, I, I know. I really, really like it. I think this is like the My Hero formula or the Horikoshi formula in its perfect form of, right? Of where you have like this really intense arc. Like we we had like three origin stories. All of them were like very intense. And it ends with like going back to the class of them just like being together and just having fun. And I don't know if there's something about that that just works so well. But I really did like the, like you were saying, the addition of like, Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, Shigaraki is going to be, you know, all for one. You're just throwing that in there in this nice, happy episode. And then by literally the way. 30 seconds later, they're showing off Acid Man and making Terminator joke. Yeah. Like, that, like yeah. if you, I just, when I was watching do the recap, like, the amount of time between learning that and all for, I mean, class 1A joking is less than a minute. And that is crazy. And then, and I no mean, one blinked an eye. Yeah, but I think you can kind of, like, I don't know, like, you can kind of, like, because this is a formula they've done for so long is that like the, the, the events are so like very much on their own that like the parallels, I don't know, even though they are going on at the same time, people don't usually be like, Oh yeah. You know, like it's, it's super grim and everybody should be grim all the time. Right. So like, I think it's, I think, it, I think it's reasonable at this point for us to be used to that tone of them doing this flip back and forth and it not being that weird. Yeah. Side note though. Have you guys ever had hot pot before? It is, it is bomb it is it looked, really, it looked really good this uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend andrew find a yeah. find a hot pot spot and get it because it's, it's it's sick so i mean any last things i mean obviously we don't know too much where float does i think float is very exciting and i think at this point they're already telling us in so next season's probably gonna be 25 episodes again as always if we already know what quirks we learn next and that there is some kind of time jump i mean i'm thinking we're gonna be seeing two three quirks next season maybe I mean, we got to start heating it up. If Shigaraki's all for one now, we got to start heating up the quirk training because we didn't see anything else. I thought, well, maybe they kind of treat as another one and maybe see Deku use uh, Flow for the very first time at the end of this episode or something. But no, but that's going to have to start heating up because a lot that's a lot of quirks to go through. Seven more quirks, I think, to go through. And now Shigaraki's all powerful already. So I'm excited to see what the other ones are. I mean, I think that's something to look forward to for next season. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think it's easily easily two to three. I mean, like float is like a given, and I think it might be one of those things that they introduce of where like once Deku learns how to like learn his second quirk, like is 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 like he learns how to learn quirks or whatever. Like it might yeah, just become like pretty just, easy at that point. Like languages, yeah. Like oh, you learn yeah. one language or the next thing it's easier, and I yeah, because yeah. yeah. you know up. yeah, because you know you know what the process is at that point, right? So, but and actually, hey, like uh, one thing we go, we didn't talk too much about the All Might Notebook much, but. Something they did point out is that every single, like, no one had ever heard of any of the all-for-one users and that all of them alone were nothing super strong. So it's not like Deku's going to be getting an electric 
type ability or anything kind of like that. Like he's not going to be getting another big offensive ability. It sounds like that everything else is going to be more support like quirks kind of from what Bakugo was saying when looking at the notebook. Like, Hey, these guys are pretty much nobody, which is another really good thing to think about. So great. So we have black whip, which can only be used for a couple seconds for capturing and moving around. We have float. I mean, it's all going to be those kind of quirks, which makes learning additional quirks easier because it's not like he has to learn a whole new combat style every single time. It's adding new things to his abilities, which is a good kind of expectation setter that like, oh, Shigaraki's all for one now. So Deku's going to get some other crazy strong ability next season. Like, nope, he's just going to learn to use all for one better and get a bunch of support abilities. Well, I mean, like, I mean you can have really powerful abilities but like not know how to use them and that could be like why they're nobodies so like yeah. i i definitely wouldn't like True. put away the expectation that it could have been like a quirk that is like weak but it could be a really good offensive thing because i mean like look at most of the characters and like if they didn't have their big growth it could have seen as like kind of a useless quirk like ayoyama right like i think he's a really good example that until he got his support items and until he like really started to learn and hone his quirk kind of probably just like useless and didn't really do anything or even like Mineta, right so like expect the same thing from deku now that he is like a world-class hero on how he could take these quirks and like mold them and shape them into like probably incredible things so i definitely wouldn't put down the thought of like we could get an insane like offensive quirk like maybe someone's uh one of the user's quirks right was like shooting bubbles it's like oh that's useless it doesn't do anything what if you concentrate them down super super hard into like the sick beam or something right like i i think i think it could really go anywhere from here and like i think the big thing is too and it was like we have two users that there is nothing about there's absolutely nothing so i think i think those ones alone like i mean yeah like i can I, you, you know we're kind of seeing a theme of like support quirks that kind of augment like the the super strength right we're kind of seeing that right now but we have these two complete unknowns that all might knew nothing about there's no data on them, right? And like, like who knows, like how they died, right? Um, like, we don't know what those quirks were. Like, I mean, like they could; those also could be incredibly offensive and destructive quirks. And like, who knows, man? Maybe they like like screw themselves up by using their incredibly destructive quirks. I think there's this really nice balance of like having these this implementation of like potential support quirks and this big like this big question mark of like, oh, what what did these other two users have, right? Which leaves like an air of mystery that you're not just like, oh, it's always going to be this augmentation or like something that supplements Deku. It, it could be just something just as powerful. Oh, maybe not, probably just not just as powerful as the super strength, but like something else on top of that, right? And they did kind of allude that when Deku gets the quirks, they are stronger than with the original users. So that mm-hmm. is something too that I guess don't kind of said like, hey, you could just not know how to use super strong quirk or a quirk that at normal strength was average when Deku gets it five times stronger is then incredibly strong. And so another thing that I guess that I didn't really account for right away when adding in support quirks, a five times more powerful support quirk can be used in a very offensive manner. But absolutely, yeah. I think that leaves one big thing though left for the season. And I think I've oh, done oh some boy. math. I've done it. These decisions are going to come down to decide who is the ultimate plus ultra award winner for the week that we will crown next week's episode. But for this week, Dylan, you need to make your choice for who went beyond oh, who went plus ultra than this week's episode. Okay. So I thought about it a lot. Um, and I'm not metagaming it at all or anything like that. But when I think about my hero, I think about really cool quirks. 
I think about good friends. I think about amazing, amazing jokes that make me laugh and smile, but also look at the character and go, damn, that's a cool ass character. I think there's only one, one character that went above and beyond, embodied everything that my hero should be, and is the ultimate character. I have to give a plus ultra award to. Of course, of course, it's Bakugo. Oh, I was, ah, geez, I was thinking you're, that's where you're going, man. Oh, shit. James? Oh, shit, dude. All right. So, like, I know, I know we've been on a spree of the villains and all that stuff. I know we had a long, long, like, we had, they had their own arc and everything like that. But I think we just, like, we, we saw, like, the embodiment of, a, like, a, of what's going to become a plus ultra moment. It's like, it's, it, we, this, the, you know, he went the final step to become the peak villain that he needs to be and i think i gotta give it to shigaraki like i think he's got he's gone that extra step to make sure that he can hold all of this power that is now being given to him and i think i think that i think it's like don't get me wrong qed from bakugo is sick but like i i think i think shiggy's got to take it andrew yeah dude I mean, you have you, to give a, give a good argument too please you two have picked the two that i was going to pick I think those are the top two options. I honestly think they are really the only options for this episode. I mean, sure, Deku can use Black Whip now. He didn't. I mean, he had a conversation with Rocky. He didn't really do much. No one else did enough anything. I mean, yeah, Shikaraki is going to be an unkillable god in about four months, and Bakugo is going to continue to make me laugh every time he speaks. Mm. He doesn't know. He doesn't I don't know. know. I mean, if I, could, if I could give it to both, I'd give it to both. Um. But I think it's going to be due to fatigue of villains. I'm going to give it to Bakugo. Just because... Okay. That's, fair. I, yeah, that's I, fair. I mean, I got that I got that moment from Shigaraki last week. Like, I knew Shigaraki was a changed person last week. I knew that he was going to be the epitome. And we already kind of had an idea that he was going to be getting something from the doctor after he does all this. I mean, everything we got was just payoff for what the My Villain Academia arc was. But seeing Bakugo in action again, and like I said, that trio couch moment was the best in the show, and we've gotten a lot of those now, and they continue to get better. And again, I laughed at every single joke this episode, and who made the most jokes this episode? Bakugo did. So he's what made the episode so special with me, and I had to give it to him. So we will see what that means for the Plus Ultra Award next week and who ended up getting it for the overall season. But I'm very excited to do that. And talking about next week a little bit is so next week is going to obviously be kind of looking back on season five. There's no more recaps. We'll be talking more about what the off season for My Hero Academia is going to be looking like for us next week. But next week we are going to be doing kind of awards, talking about the overall thoughts in the seasons, maybe ranking some things. We're still kind of flushing all out, but next week is going to be a look back episode, which is going to be super awesome. And as I was kind of mentioning earlier, make sure to keep an eye over on Twitter as we may have a couple of giveaways and events kind of leading up around the episode we're still kind of planning out some things there but big things are coming so go over to twitter.com slash class 1a pod to stay updated on everything over there otherwise you can always just catch the episode on podcasting platforms and youtube as normal so you do not have to worry about that but thank you all so much for joining us for this journey that is season five we cannot wait to recap it and talk about everything during the off season but that'll be for next week so thank you very much for listening and we will all see you then bye